Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio.
morning, everybody. I'm your host, Reverend Sharon McCain, and I welcome to Sacred Sunday. Sacred Sunday was created to provide a place to read the Bible, just be ourselves, and and just say our prayers. And I'm sorry this morning that I was a little late. I had extreme technical difficulties, so I'm surprised I was even able to get on. So um sorry about that. And I... Uh, just have all kinds of technical difficulties. So what we're going to do is just open with prayer and read our Bible. So let's bow our heads and pray together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we are on Second Corinthians chapter 7. And uh, before we start that, I just want to wish everybody that has a birthday today, very, very happy and blessed birthday. Or have any anniversaries or anything else, I wish you a very, very blessed day and a very prosperous year ahead. And we love you and our thoughts are with you. So have a lot of fun out there. And we want to pray for everyone that's in suffering of any kind. In Jesus' name, to protect those that are out there suffering that we don't know about it. And then we also pray for the protection of all of our soldiers. And also we pray to protect those that are here at home and in their houses that they may find peace and comfort in their own house. And that God, please send your Archangel Michael to protect over all the little children of the world that they may not suffer and they have enough to eat and a place to sleep every night. And please, God, just protect the animals, the ones that can't speak for themselves, that they they get released from any kind of harm. And then we ask in Jesus' name to also keep the president and all the policymakers in in their prayers and in mind. And if you don't agree with their politics, we ask our Heavenly Father to please uh, influence them and have them do the right things for our government. And we ask everything this in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to thank you for just being patient with me this morning. I really appreciate it. And let's see. Let's start with Second uh, Corinthians chapter 7. If you don't have a Bible, you can go to www.biblia.com and get an online Bible there. I really like that one. And um, I'm sorry that I'm doing everything uh, just from memory this morning. So uh, I wish you all well, and please be patient. And once again, I'm sorry for being late. So Second Corinthians chapter 7. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. It says, be assured in his joy for no repentance. Make room for us in your hearts. We have wronged no one. We corrupted no one, and we took advantage of no one. I do not speak to condemn you, for I have said before all before that that you are in our hearts to die that together and to live together. Great is my confidence in you, great is my boasting on your behalf. I am filled with comfort, and I am overflowing with joy in all of our affliction. For even when we came into Macedonia, our flesh had no rest, but we were afflicted on every side, conflicts without, fears within. But God, who comforts the depressed, comforted by us the coming of Titus. 
and not only by his coming, but also by the comfort with which you, he has comforted in you. He has, he, as he reported to us, your longing, your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I rejoiced even more. For though I caused you sorrow by my letter, I do not regret it, though I did regret it. For, for I see that the letter caused you sorrow, though only for a little while. I now rejoice, not that you were made sorrowful, but that you were made sorrowful to the point of repentance. For you were made sorrowful according to the will of God, so that you might not suffer loss in anything through us. But sorrow that is according to the will of God produces a repentance without regret, leading to salvation. But the sorrow of the world produces death. For behold, the earnestness is very very little. What earnestness? This very little thing, this godly sorrow, has produced in you what vindication of yourselves, what indignation, what fear, what longing, what zeal, what avenging of wrong. In everything, you demonstrate yourselves to be innocent in the matter. So, although I wrote to you, it was not for the sake of the offender, nor for the sake of the one offended, but that your earnestness on our behalf might be made known to you in the sight of God. For this reason, we have been comforted, and besides our comfort, we rejoiced even much more for the joy of Titus, because his spirit has been refreshed by you all. For if in anything you have boasted to him about you, I have boasted to him about you, I was not put to shame, but as we spoke all things to you in truth, so also our boasting before Titus proved to be the truth. His affection abounds in all, all the more in towards you as he remembers the obedience of you all, how you received him with fear and trembling. And now we're up to 16. I rejoice that in everything I have confidence in you. So that was a letter of reassurance. And uh, his other letter did cause some problems in the church. And so now these they're making amends and saying that let's read the notes. It says uh, sec, uh, 7th. Chapter 7, 1. The strong plea for personal holiness to mature externally by the flesh and internally by the spirit. And then uh, 7 through 5 uh, resumes the discussion of Paul's journey to Macedonia. And he describes his belief because of the good news Titus brought as a reflection on the severe letter he had written and its consequences. And then Paul candidly reveals his emotional state while waiting to hear from the Corinthians' response to his letter. And then the coming of Titus uh, from Corinth with the news that the church had accepted the severe letter. And then uh, we're up to 7, 10 to 12. Their repentance solved the problem and showed them to be innocent and taught them an important lesson. And then we're on 7-11. Indication of yourselves. With regard to Paul's accusations by their changes of behavior, their sorrow had worked the right kind of repentance. Isn't that often we just, uh, we have offended yet we get rebuked or we get in trouble and then, well, it resulted in us acting better next time. So uh, that's, that's our reading for today. And uh, these lessons that we're learning here are just lessons that we learn in everyday life now. And uh, if we're off the mark, we fall away a little bit. We get, we get a little bit in trouble but God loves us anyway and just like a, a loving heavenly fog that we know about. So now let's read out of our little guidepost. 
And once again, I feel really bad that I'm late. I'm very sorry. Uh, let's see. Excuse me. Okay, this is Discovered the Amazing Power of Prayer. This is by Norman Vincent Peale of Pauling, New York. In a business office, two men were having a serious conversation. One, heavily troubled by a business and personal crisis, paced the floor restlessly. I guess no power on earth can save me, he sighed in desperation. The other reflected for a moment and spoke. I have found that there is an answer to every problem. There is a power that can help you. Then slowly he asked the man, why not try prayer power? Somewhat surprised, a discouraged man said, I never thought of it that way, but I'm willing to try prayer if you, show, if you will show me how. He did apply practical prayer techniques, and matters ultimately turned out satisfactorily. That is not to say he had not had difficulties, but ultimately he worked out his trouble. Now, he believes in prayer power so enthusiastically that I recently heard him say, every problem can be solved and solved right if you pray. A famous psychologist said, prayer is the greatest power available to solving personal problems. Its power astonishes me. Prayer releases spiritual energy and seems even able to normalize the aging process. It's not necessary to allow your spirit to sag or grow stale or dull. Prayer can freshen you up every evening and send you out renewed each morning. You can receive guidance in problems if, if prayer is allowed to permeate your subconscious mind. It also has the power to keep your reactions correct and sound. Prayer releases and keeps power flowing freely. You are dealing with the most tremendous power in the world when you pray. You have not experienced this power. Perhaps you need to learn new techniques. The secret is to find a process that will most effectively open your mind and lead to God. Any method through which you can stimulate the power of God to flow through your mind is legitimate. A man opened a small business in New York City many years ago. A little hole in the wall, as he called it. He started with one employee. In a few years, they moved to extensive quarters, and the business became very successful. This man's method of business, as he described it, was to fill the little hole in the wall with optimistic prayers and thoughts. He declared the hard work, positive thinking, fair dealing, and right treatment of people, and praying always got results. This man worked out his own simple formula for solving his problems through prayer power. I have practiced it and know it works. The formula is, one, prayerize. Two, picturize. Three, actualize. By prayerize, my friend meant a daily system of creative prayer. When a problem rose, he talked it over with God simply and directly in prayer. He conceived of God as always being with him as a partner. He took seriously the biblical injunction to pray without ceasing. Every day, he discussed with God the questions that had to be dealt with. The presence came finally to dominate his consciousness and ultimately his subconscious thinking. He prayerized his daily life. The second point with his formula was to picturize. A basic factor in psychology is the realizable wish. It simply means the man who assumes success tends re- already to have success and that people who assume failure tend to have failure. Whether a failure or success is picturized, it tends to actualize. To, to assure something worthwhile happening, 
first pray about it, and then test it according to God's will. Then picture it, print a picture of it in your mind as happening, holding the picture firmly in consciousness. Continue to surrender the picture to God's will, that is to say, put the matter in his hands and follow God's guidance. Work hard and intelligently, thus doing your part to achieve success. Do this, and you will be astonished at the strange ways in which the picturization comes to pass. In this manner, the, the picture actualizes. That is which you have prayerized and picturized actualizes. It does so accordingly with the pattern of the basic realiza- realizable wish, when conditioned by invoking God's power upon it, if you fully or if you fully give yourself to this realization. I know people who have successfully applied this three-point technique, not only to personal affairs, but to business matters as well. When sincerely and intelligently brought into situation, the results have been so excellent that this is, must be regarded as an astonishingly eff- efficient method of prayer. People who use this method get astonishing results. I believe that prayer is sending out the vibrations from one person to another and to God. Molecules of a table vibrate as of the air, as do reactions between people. All of the universe is in vibration. When you pray for another person, you employ the force inherent in the spiritual universe. You transport from yourself to another person a sense of love, and you awaken vibrations in the universe to which God brings to pass the good objectives prayed for. Experiment with this principle, and you will discover its amazing results. For example, I often pray for people I pass. On a train traveling to the West Virginia, I began praying for people I saw as the train passed. First, I pray for a man plowing in the field and ask the Lord to give him a good crop that year. Second, I saw a mother hanging clothes. I prayed that she would have a happy life, that her husband would always be true to her, and that she would ha- be true to him. And then I prayed that they might have be a religious family, that the children would grow up strong, honorable young children. Prayer is also a stimulus to creative ideas. Within the mind is all resources needed for successful living. Ideas are present in the consciousness which, when released and given scope, together with proper implementation, can lead to a successful operation of any undertaking. When the New Testament says, the kingdom of God is within you, that's Luke 17:21, it is informing us that God, our creator, has laid up within our minds and personalities all of the potential powers and ability we need to constructive living. It remains for us to tap and develop these powers. Alert people everywhere are finding that by trying prayer power, they feel better, work better, do better, sleep better, and are better. Experts in the physical health often utilize prayer in their therapy. Disability, tension, and kindred troubles may result from a lack of inner harmony. It is remarkable how prayer restores the harmonious functioning of the body and soul. Prayer also adds the personal efficacy helping people tap forces not otherwise available. One of my friends likes to fall asleep while praying, where he believes that his subconscious is most relaxed at that time. It is in the subconscious that our life is largely governed. If you drop a prayer into the subconscious at the moment of the mind's greatest relaxation, the prayer has a powerful effect. My friend chuckled as he said, once it worried me because I would fall asleep while praying, but now I actually try to have it so. Anyway, Fred Frank Laubach, author of Prayer, the Mightiest Power in the World, believed that actual power was generated by prayer. When he bombarded passed by with prayers, sending out thoughts of love, 
He was convinced they felt emanation of a power like electrical energy, and he was right. Once in a dining car, I encountered a half-intoxicated man who was quite boorish and rude. I felt that everyone in the car took a like, dislike to him. I determined to try Laubach's method, so I prayed for him, meanwhile visualizing his better self and sending out thoughts of goodwill. Presently, for no seemingly apparent reason, the man turned in my direction, gave me the most charming smile, and raised his hand in a gesture of salute. His attitude changed and became very quiet. I have every reason to believe that my prayer effectively reached him. A young married woman admitted that she was filled with hate and jealousy and resentment towards friends. She was also apprehensive and worrying about her children. Her life was a pathetic mixture of dissatisfaction, fear, hate, and unhappiness. I asked her if she ever prayed. She says, only when I'm desperate, she replied. I suggested that the practice of real prayer would change her life, and I gave her instructions in sending out love thoughts instead of hate thoughts and confident thoughts instead of fear thoughts. This revamped her life, and it's illustrated by this letter. I have made wonderful progress from the night you told me. Every day is a good day if you pray. I began to affirm this would be a good day in the minute I woke up. I have not had a bad day in six weeks since. My days haven't been any smoother than they were, but they didn't seem to have the power to upset me anymore. Every day I begin my prayers by listing all the things which I am grateful, little things that added to the happiness of my day. This habit has geared my mind to pick up the nice things and forget the unpleasant ones. She had discovered the amazing power of prayer. We can do the same. Thank you so much for that story. I loved it, and I hope you enjoyed it. And we have come to the close of our little service this morning. I wish you all the best. God bless you, and let's do our closing prayer. After a moment of silence for a person that's out there suffering, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. I just want to let you know that I'm I'm sorry about this morning, and uh, we'll get this technical thing situated. And I'm just glad I could be on here. I'm so grateful. God bless you. Love you all. Amen.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.